Do you ever wish reading the Bible was fun? Do you ever just get stuck feeling like you should study the Bible, but wish you could move to wanting to study the Bible? I am your host, Eva Kaboshik, and I'm chatting with author Keith Farron all about moving from should to want on the Bible Study Made Simple podcast. Have you ever felt intimidated or confused by the Bible? Or maybe you've started studying the Bible before, but haven't found a way to incorporate it into your regular routine. The Bible Study Made Simple podcast is here to help you move from intimidated and confused to confident and joyful in your approach to scripture and help you find a routine that sticks. The goal isn't checking off a box perfectly, but instead our goal is an intimate connection with the God of the Bible, plus having tons of fun along the way. Today, I'm joined by author Keith Farron. His passion and mission is helping individuals, families, and entire churches realize that the Bible isn't only true and relevant, it's also outstanding and enjoyable. Keith says he always believed the Bible was true, but he was a Christian for 25 years before he realized it was awesome. His goal is to make sure it doesn't take you that long. Here's my conversation with Keith. So I am excited to be here with Keith Farron today. Keith, I was going to quote you on my podcast, and then I decided why quote you when I could just ask you to be on my podcast. Here we are. I'm so excited that you're here. So I was actually going to quote you talking about the shoulds of Bible reading. People always say, oh, I should read my Bible. And you talk about this um, in a lot of different places. And I love hearing you talk about it. So tell us about how people say they should read the Bible, but maybe what that should be instead. Right. Nice. Nice. Well played there. Thank Uh, you. Yeah. The, the, I just I just found that for me and all growing up, as well as uh, just pe- more and more people that I talked to, I just felt like anytime the Bible would come up in conversation, it was the one aspect of our life with Jesus that was marked by the word should instead of the word want, right? We, we want to get together and gather in community. We want to um, hear good preaching. We want to worship and sing together. We want to go to youth group if we're a teenager, or we want to go to summer camp, or we want to go on mission trips, and somebody brings up the Bible, whether it's reading through the whole Bible, or whether it's having a quiet time, or whether it's you know memorizing some Bible verses, or whatever it is. We, anytime the Bible comes up in the conversation, all of a sudden you start hearing that word should. Right. I, yeah. yeah, I should be more consistent. Yeah, I probably should study the Bible more. Yeah, I probably should memorize a few verses a week or I it just the word should just shows up in almost every conversation about Bible study. And that was that was my journey for the first 20, 25 years. I was hanging out with Jesus and I tell people my whole <laughs> my whole ministry is built on helping people move from should to want when it comes to reading and studying the Bible. Yeah. I I love that. How, whenever we transition from should to want, I think that changes our entire relationship with God. Whenever we move 
from that should to that want. So how do you do that? Do you yeah. do you have like a three simple steps to move from should to want? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah, it would be nice if it was just that easy, right? But I do. I would say that a a huge part of it is shifting our reason for reading and studying the Bible at all. And you you use the word as you were just just talking just there. You you talked about it changes our relationship with God, and I think that to me is is the centerpiece of of everything. Is that that whole idea of we read the Bible not to learn more, not to change our lives, not to change our actions, not to change our behaviors, not to even please God, but we read the Bible to be with him, to hang out with him, to be in relationship, to foster that relationship. This is why, you know, my whole process for studying and the, you know, the, the course that you, you've even walked through is called relational Bible study. The whole, uh, when we start talking about the Bible relationally rather than informationally, then everything starts to change. And it, when that becomes our purpose and, and I tell people that doesn't, that doesn't mean that you don't learn anything, or that doesn't mean that you don't change your behavior, your attitudes, or your actions, or that all those all those things happen, you know, as our times in the Word. But but I always ask people, think about the people who you've learned the most from, the people who challenge your thinking, the people who can correct your attitude when it's off the quickest, the people who can comfort you the best. Um, the people that those are the people that you are in deepest relationship with, right? If, if somebody tried to correct your attitude or correct your thinking and you had just met them, it, you wouldn't receive it very well and it would be completely inappropriate, right? Yeah. But if somebody that is a dear friend of yours it goes, hey, what's going on? I saw the way you talk to your spouse. You, you don't usually talk to them that way. What's going on? Something off today? you go, yep, that <laughs> you caught me. Right. I mean, and it's, it doesn't make it easy, but it just makes it right. Right. And yeah. I find that, that God, you know, I heard from the time I was really little, God has something to teach you every day. And I tell people all the time, it's not true. <laughs> he doesn't have some, <laughs> which takes people, you know, catches people off guard. They may, somebody might want to, you know, turn this podcast off right now oh, no. uh, after hearing that, <laughs> but I, <laughs> but it's something that I, I say, is God your heavenly father? Yes. Okay. Well, as a dad of three kids, there are days when I teach my kids something. There are days when I discipline them. There are days when I challenge them or comfort them or inspire them to be more than they would be on their own. All those things happen as a dad. There are also some days when we just play catch in the backyard or we walk to the park or we go to a movie or we make some homemade pizza or what? And and those days are not less important. In fact, I would say on those days, a foundation is being built for our kids, my kids to receive my instruction, receive my discipline, receive my comfort, receive my encouragement. And so I just, when it, it's like hit me on this kind of, kind of a weird light bulb moment kind of day when I was like, well, why do I think that God doesn't ever have days when he just wants to play with me? Yeah, when, when he just wants to hang out, when when he just wants us to read the Bible and not learn anything, but just enjoy the read, enjoy reading about how he's, you know, 
worked in the lives and shown up in the lives of other imperfect people just like you and me, right? And I, and I think that, it, you know, if I go three months, six months, 12 months, and I've really enjoyed the Bible, but I've never learned anything. I've never been comforted. I've never been, well, there, that's a different problem. But I, I find that so often people go to the Bible and feel like, if I, if I haven't discovered a truth to write down or an application point to, to live out, that somehow I've had a quote unquote bad quiet time. So I would say that first step, if you will, or tip is, is to really make sure you're reading the Bible for the right reason, that you're reading the Bible relationally, not reading the Bible informationally. And, and that that to me changed everything as far as the should to want, because I wanted to be with my heavenly father. I wanted to know him better and I wanted to, to be in his presence. And so that changed everything. And then the, and then the second, really, I'll, I'll boil the three tips you asked for down to two. <laughs> I think that one is mindset and really what is our approach? And the, and the second from a process standpoint is making sure that we're reading and studying the Bible excuse me, in, a, in the way that God has wired our brains to learn, which is we, anything that you know, whether it's technology like podcasting or, you know, all the technology that goes into that and the software, or whether it be studying the Bible or whether it be a sport you like to play or cooking you like to do, whatever. I don't care what it is that you're passionate about. You probably learned it from the general to the specific, not from the specific to the specific to the specific, you know, when it, and so, and, and the, the analogy I frequently use is the analogy of the movie, right? We, to, to discuss or analyze the scenes of a movie that you've never watched is a very academic, boring exercise. Yeah. But to watch a movie five, 10 times, then discussing the scenes or one character or one plot twist is actually really enjoyable. It might be the exact same conversation, but the order that we do it in changes everything. And I think one of the huge mistakes about why the Bible remains a should for so many people is we study the Bible like we're studying the scenes of a movie we've never watched. And so we try to analyze this paragraph or this parable or this one chapter or this one verse. And, and, and so we'll say, okay, what's, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I've kept the faith. And I'm going to figure out, okay, what are those three items? What does it mean to fight the good fight? What does it mean to finish? And we have no idea what second Timothy is about. Yeah. Right. It was, or, and, and somebody might've been listening to this and not even known that it was in second Timothy, right? Cause you've seen the scene. You just haven't watched the movie. Exactly. And I just tell people you, you read second Timothy every day for a month which is like a whopping 12 minute commitment. I, and you'll, you'll never read, I have fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith the same again. It will, you know, and so the, the deep discussion, the, the analysis and the deep study of scripture, I believe is massively important, but it's not step one. And I think when we make it step one, we're setting ourselves up to, to only study the Bible with our brains <laughs> and yeah. not study it relationally. So, That's so, a, so good. A, an approach of relationship and then a process that says general to the specific is uh, those would probably be the two that I would start with. Yeah, that's so good. And I feel like I hear that as well. And I feel like people get caught up in 
that relationship with God, like I'm reading my Bible, but I'm just not understanding it, or I'm reading my Bible and I feel like I'm not learning anything. But when we're changing that mindset to, oh, I'm spending time with God, I'm spending time with my heavenly father, that, uh, that mindset shift combined with the process of like reading scripture over and over again and like letting it kind of marinate and instead of trying to like immediately go like straight into a deep conversation. I mean, even if you were talking like we're talking right now, I probably wouldn't open up our first conversation ever with. So what's your greatest fear in life? I don't know, right. something like that. And so but we try to do that in our own Bible study time when we're trying to get right into like what does that one verse in second timothy like you were mentioning what does that one verse mean like you know that's a that's a really good like attitude adjustment almost for our bible reading time that um i think a lot of people really really struggle with for sure And and it and it not only helps us enjoy the bible more but it it helps us avoid the mistake of interpreting scripture incorrectly, yeah. right? Because if you're, if, if you're just taking one verse, then, and you say, well, what does this verse mean? Or why do you, why do you think this verse is in there? And I would say, well, back up the lens and let's look at what, not just the paragraph before and after, but what does the chapter before and after this say? What's the context of, of this particular conversation? And it frequently will, will change uh, both our enjoyment of the text as well as our understanding of the so text. Wait, you're telling which, me that we can actually enjoy reading our Bibles? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should write a book about that. I know. But... Um, that's so good. So good. So um, you also have a course that has just come out about internalizing God's word. Yeah. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what internalizing means yeah. and maybe why it's not just memorizing? Right. Right. Yeah, it was, it was really, and we don't, you know, we don't have time here for the long version of the story, but, um, but it was something where I had, I had, as a kid, memorized Bible verses and stuff. And then there was a 20 year period where I really did zero, what I would call memory work from Sunday school on. And I was in my mid twenties. I was a youth pastor and, and saw a guy perform from memory, the entire gospel of Luke ended up being blown away by how alive it was, how enjoyable it was, how engaging it was, how fun it was. And, and I ended up taking this guy to lunch the next day. He challenged me to just soak in bigger portions of scripture. So I took that summer and I read Philippians every day for a summer and, um, and got to the end of the summer and realized I knew the whole thing, but I didn't, it, it wasn't just I had worked on these two verses, then added these two verses and worked on those four verses and then added two more and then worked on those six. I mean, I I just read it and soaked in it and studied it and, you know, yeah. worked on quoting it some. And I got to the end of the summer and realized I knew the whole book, both word for word, and I understood it. I, I enjoyed Philippians more than I ever had. I understood it better than I ever had. And I realized that I hadn't just memorized it. You know, because when I think of memorization, I don't know, whenever I hear the word memorize, my brain goes back to 10th grade chemistry class, memorizing the periodic table, Ugh. right? Where I don't want to go back. There, there was a point in time 
at which I got an A on a periodic table chemistry. <laughs> I guarantee you, I know like four of them now <laughs> and because I don't care. Yeah. And I didn't understand all of how chemistry, if, if I was a chemist and I was passionate about chemistry, then I would not, then, then, then I might have not just memorized it, but internalized it because I was going to use it. And so for me, internalization is really, how do we, how do we know the word, not just know the words. Mm-hmm. And so for me, memorization is an aspect of internalization that that is kind of toward the end of the process, if you will, so that we can meditate on it, so that the Holy Spirit can tap into that word that is hidden in both our head and our hearts to to transform us to be more like Jesus. He can tap into it whenever he wants. So I can actually think about the Bible and meditate on scripture when I'm out in the world, as opposed to just when I'm doing my Bible reading for the day. And so that whole internalization process, which was something that I thought would just be something I would do for my own growth, because I had never, unlike Bruce, the guy that I saw do Luke, I had never been in a school play. I had never, ever thought about, quote unquote, performing it. And, uh, and so I learned Philippians and then I wanted to know the life of Jesus. And so I just read the Gospel of John. You know, some days it was 10 minutes and some days it was an hour and some days it was 30 minutes and whatever. And I would just read it. And when I got to the end of John, I'd flip back 25, 30 pages and I'd read it again. And I just soaked in the gospel of John for the better part of a year and got to the end of the, of this was uh, 94, got to late November of 94 and realized I knew the entire gospel of John by heart. That's And it was, but it, but it had been internalized. It was, and I tell people, I, the Gospel of John has 879 verses. I can't memorize 879 verses, but I can internalize 35 to 40 stories. Yeah. Right. It's very, it's a different mindset, a different approach, and and ends up leading to significantly greater fruit. I actually tallied it up as I was putting this course together. And when all said and done, I've I, I think I've internalized something like 88 chapters of the Bible and 2,500 verses or something like that, that if I ever set out to memorize that, I would have stopped at like 30, Yeah, (laughs) you know, because, because your mind's in a very different place. And so after now 25 years of doing this, I finally put everything that I've learned about, uh, about the why and about the how and yes, about the review and about how to get the words in the right order. I'll kind of put the whole process together into uh, into a course that that released this week uh, called "The Simplest Way to Internalize, Not Just Memorize Any Verse, Chapter, or Whole Book of the Bible." And so it's something where it's been fun to to see that release. I ran a beta group, so there there have been about seventy to hundred people that have walked through it already, and people are telling me that they're they they never thought they could memorize anything, and they got a, a month into the beta of it and knew the Book of Philippians, and they Amazing. so it's just it was it's just been fun to see people and see the process work for other people, and so. And part of, you know, anytime I release something, I try to give away significantly more than I, than I charge for. And so, and so this was something where for the first two weeks, anybody who, uh, anybody who grabs the course gets like over $500 in bonuses that I'm throwing in for fun and books and other courses and some live training. And it's just, it's just been a really fun deal. 
That is so awesome. I'm actually, I'm going to put the link to um, your course in the show notes so that people can check that out. Um, sure. But what, what I just, I love about this is your like excitement and your enjoyment. Like you can tell that you enjoy God's word. Like you oh, absolutely. just, um, like, this isn't just something that you like talk about on, you know, the weekends or something, but like, this is something <laughs> that you like genuinely enjoy and you genuinely pour effort and time. And, um, it's just really it's contagious to watch. Like, I don't know, I might, I'm going to go read the book of Philippians when we get off of this or something Good. like it's Good. just exciting. And so I just want to thank you so much for um, sharing with us and helping us move from that should to that want to where mm. we actually enjoy our time in God's word. That's just amazing. Yeah. I, I, I tell people, most people would say the Bible is the good book. I'm like, yeah, it is the good book. It's also a good book. It's really good. It's yeah. really, you know, <laughs> but Absolutely. our mindset and our approach and our process changes a lot. So thank you, not only for having me, but thank you, know, thank you for what you do. Because I've already talked to my kids about your word and color process that you taught me. So I no love way. I love learning from, from people who are also passionate. And so... I think it was uh, it was definitely God's provision that uh, and providence that that I think you and I met. Thank you for joining me today on the Bible Study Made Simple podcast. Let me pray with you as you go, Father. Thank you for your Word that is not only good but is also enjoyable. If our hearts aren't finding the fun in your Word right now. Help us to draw even closer to you so that you can reveal it to us. We want our relationship with you to be full of joy. Thank you for being our loving Heavenly Father. Amen. As you take your next steps towards God through studying the Bible, I pray that you remember our goal is connection with God over perfection in our process. <laughs>